welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD parenting, mindset, and how to be effective. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to use bullying um, as a model to talk about uh, mindset and how to be effective. With us in our virtual studio is ADHD coach and parent coach uh, Caroline McGuire. Uh, We're going to get into the content in a minute, but real quickly, a few announcements. Um, Our show is being aired right now on the eve of the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD, which is in uh, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, As we speak, I'm en route, uh, so this is being pre-recorded. For those that are on the fence, go, go, get there. Um, Take a bus, train, plane, or whatever. It's like no other. We used to have lots of conferences. We had at a conference. We had a Chad conference. We had a ACO conference, and they've all unified now, so it's like one mega conference. It's where your tribe is. Um, You'll learn from other people with ADHD. You'll get to see some great keynote speakers, all of which – I've interviewed all of them are spectacular. I mean, absolutely spectacular. And actually, most of them are good friends of mine. Um, the breakout sessions are really, really good. You're going to learn a lot in some of that stuff. And the cool part is, is when you get done, you can go to Caroline McGuire's and she'll sit there and yak at you and answer your questions um, as long as she can until she's got to run off to her next interview gig uh, for her new book, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, uh, it's, it's really, really a big deal. Um, you can learn more by going to chadd.org. Um, so, uh, just know that that's on the books. Our, uh, our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And in celebration of that event, we're giving away um, some free digital copies of Attitude Magazine. All you have to do to uh, receive your copies is listen to our show. I'm going to share a secret word a couple times during the show. Just write it down. Listen to another show. Listen to a secret word. Write it down. And then just email me. Uh, my email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Um, all you have to do is put like I don't know, anything in the subject line and put secret words or just, the, or just the two words, and we'll match them up. And uh, if that's the case, we'll get you a current copy, a PDF copy of Attention Magazine, and we'll get you another one when the next one is uh, published. Um, and the current one right now is uh, the October edition, which is ADHD Awareness Month, which is particularly good. Um, and so before we roll the show, Chad's got a tip that they're going to share, so we'll roll the tape, and then we'll get into the show. More adults and children are getting diagnosed with ADHD, but not all are being treated. Untreated ADHD can lead to emotional and physical complications, including poor self-esteem, accidents or injuries, relationship difficulties, and sleeping problems. To learn about ADHD symptoms and treatments, visit chads.org. So, again, thank you, Chad, for your continued support um, of Attention Talk Radio. Uh, For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage you to support the organization. Um, Basically, they're the ones that are speaking on Capitol Hill and different regulatory agencies on our behalf. A financially strong Chad is a financially strong ADHD community and a unified voice. Uh, They've got great member benefits. Um, by signing up, um, they have a whole plethora of different things. There's student memberships, parent memberships, family memberships, professional memberships, et cetera. 
there's a lot of great content that's there, the magazine discounts um, um, uh, to the conference. Um, also, some other things like Ask the Expert and different uh, podcast webinars, stuff, stuff like that. So please go to chadd.org, um, sign up for a membership, or even just donate if you want to because, again, it's real important that they, uh, they're, they're with us. Okay, let's get into tonight's show. I'm, I'm actually totally delighted. Uh, to have Caroline McGuire on. Caroline, for those that don't know, uh, she's been a guest like she is tonight. She's been a co-host, and uh, she's the only person that has ever guest hosted in my place on Attention Talk Radio in our 10-year history. So she's, uh, she's near and dear to my heart. She's got a new book out uh, called Why Will No One Play With Me, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but quickly. She's a certified uh, personal coach uh, for children with ADHD and their families. Uh, her revolutionary coaching program teaches executive functioning skills to children, uh, teenagers, and young adults. She's a speaker at worldwide venues and is a frequent uh, resource on publications such as NPR, KTLA, uh, Parade, Body Mind, uh, U.S. News and World Report, Huffington Post, Attitude, Attention Magazine, and WebMD. Uh, she's the co-founder of a new and innovative training curriculum designed for ADHD at the ADHD Coaching Academy, which is the only comprehensive family coach training program accredited by the International Coach Federation. As I mentioned to you before, she's just released her new book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Um, so she's out there on, on the book tour right now, so we're real thrilled that she made time for us. Uh, formerly, she was the main coach for children and teenagers at the Hallowell Center in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Again, that's a lot of credibility here, and again, she's been a co-host, a guest host, uh, Attention Talk Radio. You can learn more. Um, at our website at carolinemaguireauthor.com, and I'm going to spell that out, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-M-A-G-U-I-R-E-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And with that, Caroline, welcome to the show again. Thank you so much. Well, I I loved my time co-hosting, and um, it actually helped me a lot because now I'm on radio shows and I'm on TV and I'm kind of on the spot a lot of the time and I got used to that. So it's been really great. And I wanted to come. It's not even a matter of making time um, <laughs> because, because uh, your people are my people. And although why will no one play with me is for every kid who's left out and every person who's struggling, um, you know, the bailiwick of my life is, is people with ADHD. So I, I thought it was really important. We, we do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the backdrop for this is uh, we've, if, if, you, if you're a long-term listener, you'll notice our, a lot of our recent shows, we've been focusing a little bit on mindset as kind of a backdrop to things. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that I've really kind of learned uh, a lot in the last couple of years is that the most effective thing with ADHD is if you don't have the right mindset, uh, you're paying attention to the wrong thing. And a lot of times people are looking for tips, tricks, and strategies. And sometimes they work, but they can really only go so far. But a lot of times, uh, why a person is doing something defines how you actually move forward. And uh, mindset's one of those things that you just don't flip a switch. And aha, you get rel relatively quickly. But uh, mindset's one of those things that you it takes a period of time for you to work your way into it. And I've talked a lot about ADHD not as a deficit of attention, but a self-regulation issue with a working memory challenge. And most of that was stuff that I've learned from Dr. Russell Barkley. And I do spend a lot of time when I'm coaching people just having them make that mental shift. And it does take a while. But it's fascinating because when you do, you see the world completely different and you find solutions um, that weren't even there. Like one of my big issues is uh, I take a little chapter out of my son who's an industrial uh, engineer, and that is if you're going to organize anything, the first thing you do is you map out the current organizational system. And it's been phenomenal to me what I've learned 
when people say they're disorganized, and I say, no, 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 let's map out your current system. I never found one who didn't have a system, and often we're just looking for the existing systems and it's got clues to what's working. We just tweak it. So anyway, enough on mindset, but in totality. But um, the idea really is just kind of shift this. And so, um, Caroline, your book is a lot on helping parents kind of understand and shift their mindset. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today was just bullying. Um, in your book, Why Will No One Play With Me? I think bullying has got to be something that's out there for, for the kids. Let's just kind of just talk to us a little about, about um, uh, the, the world of children and playing and, and the, the, the impact bullying has on that. And we'll kind of go from there. Well, I think, thanks so much, Jeff. Like, I think um, we are living in a world where, um, you know, it feels worse. Bullying feels worse. I think partly because of social media, but actually I just had to do this for an article. I just combed a bunch of statistics and statistically um, some of this is down, Uh, but it doesn't feel like it's down. And that's always my thing, right? Who cares what the statistic is? If you as a parent feel like you are besieged, you are besieged, right? Um, And I think one of the things that, that comes up is that, um, uh, you know, studies have shown, and I only quote studies so parents don't think it's just like Caroline McGuire's idea, that kids who are impulsive and alienate kids are the most likely to be bullied. And I think that we have to remember the inattentives, we have to remember people feel invisible, we have to remember all of that. But um, the kids that end up in, you know, in trouble with bullying are often the kids who struggle with social skills. Um, And by social skills, Jeff, I mean anything that keeps you from having collaborative relationships with other people and being adaptive. So I don't mean just chit-chat. I mean if you tell a joke that is really immature – you you know that's not reading the room that's a social skill right so mm-hmm. yep. um uh, these kids are so near dear to my heart and they're in so much pain um and bullying is everything from you know really um horrible physical stuff to those subtle little ways that are maybe even just body language um and it it's really pervasive and 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 parents write me about it literally every day so when you said bullying, I, you know something. The first thing I just, just got my guttural reaction as an individual, uh, and a parent, I would think, is if my kid's getting bullied, I'm going to go to teachers and I'm going to go to the parents and say, you need to do something about your kid. Uh, talk to me about that. I mean, is that a normal re- response from parents? Well, it's interesting because I have three things about bullying that are are, are kind of. Uh, misconceptions. And one of the misconceptions is that parents do take action quickly. Um, They don't. Actually, most parents wait because they don't want to seem like a helicopter parent. So they don't want to seem overly reactive to the school. Often kids beg us, don't tell anyone because it'll make it worse. And we don't want to seem overly reactive to the parents. Now, that being said, my illustrious story is that one of the kids I work with threw a hat out an open bus window. Okay, not great, not good, impulsive move. And um, what happened to him was that the the parent of the person whose hat he threw um, posted on Facebook 
in the community, you know, to the parents of the kid who threw the hat, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, um, not helpful, right? Nothing changed there. Um, what changed was actually that the parents were um, terribly ashamed of, of my kid. But, you know, people listening might be the parents of the kid who's allegedly the bully. And I think we label bullying also when sometimes it's an accident or it's impulsivity. So I think, you know, it, it is better to communicate, right? It is better to go to the teacher and share information. It is better to go to the parents, you know, either way. Um, but a lot of times people wait. And I would say to you, calm down, take a deep breath so that you don't appear reactive, but do tell the teacher because many times when I tell the teacher, they're like, I had no idea. I wish I had known. Wow. Interesting. Wish I had known. Okay. Um, I tell you what, this is a great breaking point. Let's go to commercial. We'll come back. We'll pick our, our conversation. Uh, for our listeners, again, Caroline just released her new book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Um, Caroline, Amazon.com, is that the best place to get the book or your website or both? So you can go to carolinemaguireauthor.com, M-A-G-U-I-R-E, and you can get um, Why Will No One Play With Me through any, like all the vendors are there. You can just click, click. The other thing okay. is I am putting um, videos up on my website of people coaching their kid and doing this process, um, this, you know, right now. Wow. So you can, so, um, you can as a parent, website- watch those. Yeah, the website's the, definitely the place to go to get the book and to watch the modeling of the videos. That's spectacular. So, And that's carolinemaguireauthor.com, right? Yes. All right. Our secret word tonight is bully. Again, our secret word is bully. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. 
And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Caroline McGuire um, talking to you parents out there um, that are struggling and trying to help uh, with some insights and understanding that the shift in mindset is really, really helpful. Today we're kind of talking about uh, bullying. Uh, before the break, we were really kind of talking about a uh, situation when a kid gets bullied, and, and uh, Caroline was sharing her thoughts with regard to what a parent would do. First thing to do is kind of calm down and then calmly, I guess, go talk to a teacher or something like to share that information. Um, tell us more, Caroline. Like, uh, help our parents out. From that, that perspective, you share that information. Do we sit tight? Do we start to spend some time with our kids and start working on social skills? What, uh, where do we go from here? Well, I think it is really important, even though it's, it's hard and it's easy to blame the bully, right? It, it, there's a lot out there on a very primal level where we just blame the bully and, you know, what we're doing isn't working. So I would encourage parents to um, have those collaborative conversations with your child and to start working on the social skills. And that's what Why Will No One Play With Me is all about. It's all about walking you as a parent through how to have those conversations, the hard conversations, and how to open up the kid who doesn't want to talk. Because I can feel people out there saying, well, my kid doesn't talk. Absolutely. A lot of kids don't talk. They're ashamed. Um, I also would say that you do need information from the school and you need to make the school aware. Most stuff happens on the bus and the playground and recess and other places where um, honestly, there is a lack of communication. So you assume everyone knows, but not everybody knows. But I think the biggest thing is um, if, if your child is struggling, then we have to give them the tools because um, they want to do well, but they just necessarily can't produce the skills they need. And you're so spot on. But I want to go back to you because I think you said something that was really a big deal that hit home with me and that uh, how do you talk to kids that don't want to talk? Um, I know as a parent, I've, <laughs> I can't make them talk. And sometimes I, I've reflected on myself. It's like, you know, I expect adults to talk. Well, these kids aren't adults. They're smaller. They're, their executive functions are even more delayed than what their age is. Um, that's got to be a lot of anxiety for parents out there. And uh, I know your book is really there to help parents kind of to, to, to kind of move past that. But is, is, am I making this bigger deal than it is, or is really finding ways to get your kids to talk um, really the epicenter of this? I mean, finding your kids to, a way to, to make them talk is part of the epicenter of this because um, you need information, but you also need them to process emotions, right? So part of the reason, you know, they walk off the bus, you say, hey, how was today? And they scream at you or they say fine or they have this attitude is, is a lot of times because they are not processing their emotions and they're not able to cope with their emotions and manage them. So, you know, that's a huge piece is information and this ability to talk to them. And I always like to say this. You know, we're, we're at whatever point you're at as a parent and you're dealing with whatever it is, homework, you know, leave stuff on the bus every day, bullying, but we're in this for the long haul. So the more we can learn how to use um, the method that, that Jeff and I use is open questions, which is things like, you know, what's going on, Jeff? How do you feel, Jeff? Um, and reflective listening, which is just summarizing what someone says the more you can get the child to open up and the more you have a tool for 
anything that comes up forever. So I, I think that I'm, ref, I'm having a flashback back to uh, where you were talking about processing emotions and uh, just as a, as a backdrop to this and a way to kind of look at things. Uh, we did an interview with Autumn Zatani from Sesame Street back in uh, 2014, I think. And Autumn is ahead of all the curriculum at Sesame Street, the TV show, the YouTube channel, the apps, et cetera. And in that, that episode, we were talking about how season 43 of um, Sesame Street was dedicated to self-regulation. The whole campaign that year was me want cookie, me wait. And part of that was emotional self-regulation. And I think that they were learning, as you described, uh, Caroline, helping kids how to process emotions. They did a lot of working with the preschoolers and using the Muppets to say, I have feel angry or I'm mad or I'm frustrated. So the kids could actually begin to name and identify emotions and actually begin to feel them in their body. And when they did, teach them how to stop and pause and really belly breathe and then count to three and then kind of brainstorm, uh, really just to sit and acknowledge those emotions and begin to process them more rationally as opposed to just going into that fight, flight, or freeze. Processing emotions, what I've learned over the years, is not the easiest thing for adults to do, much less kids, but it is probably one of the most important things that a parent can do is if they can help their kids get in touch with those emotions and process them, that really kind of gives them a leg up, I think. Uh, am I misrepresenting that or thoughts on that? No, I mean, being able to ma manage your emotions is, you know, I have seven things in why I will know and play with me that everyone needs to do to be socially successful and successful in life, right? And we all know that adult who has tons of drama in their life, can't manage their emotions, you know, everything from throwing the golf club on the golf course to just constantly um, snappy tone, cranky, whatever, um, and Managing your emotions doesn't mean not having them, but it means the ability to recognize them and then process them and then have perspective, you know, and yep. I think that, you know, part of the ADHD challenges um, and executive functions um, being weak is often this lack of emotional regulation. And so it's actually a life skill. Like it's not just something that's nice to do. And most parents kind of know that, and they'll say that straight off, but then they're not sure what to do. So that's, that's part of why, you know, why Alone Play With Me gives you a lesson track to teach them that emotional re regulation. Um, but the conversations have to come first, Jeff, because they have to agree to – the kid has to agree to work on this or teen. Absolutely. And those conversations is also how do you do that too, which I'm sure you kind of address in the book. Um, I need yeah. to take another break real quick. Everybody, uh, it, the book is titled, Why Will No One Play With Me? Um, you've got the book and you've got the videos modeling this at uh, Caroline's website, carolinemaguireauthor.com. Our secret word tonight is bully. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. 
As time passes, TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Caroline McGuire. Um, <clears throat> We're talking about uh, bullying, and we're also in the backdrop. There's a little bit of mindset on this a little bit, and uh, I want to kind of bring these points together and kind of go into this a little bit deeper. I was I was fortunate enough to be interviewed on a, a telesummit um, over the summer. There's like a bunch of them, so I forget which one it was. But I've been doing a lot of talking about working memory. And um, by the way, I have a great interview that we did with Dr. Russell Barkley. All you have to do is just Google Attention Talk Radio at GPS. He covers his side. I cover the application on my side. It just it really worked well together, but uh, you might find that useful. But one of the things that I talk about is if you understand working memory, and I've actually had some attention exercises that I put people in where you have to do an exercise, and you can begin to see it and the challenges. And I got in this interview, I was kind of talking about really trying to help parents understand what working memory is so they can problem solve because once you understand working memory um, – you begin to understand why people with ADHD, they sometimes need uh, things left out to remind them to do things out of sight, out of mind. If they put it in, in a drawer, then they'll forget about it. But at the same time, too many things out becomes overwhelming. Uh, at the same time, some people, everything has to be put away um, in order for them to focus. Uh, the issue really is to understand what working memory is and be able to observe the individual person because you have to have the mindset to understand the role working memory is going to play. But not one solution is going to work, so you really kind of have to problem solve. And I think that we're going to take this back to the conversation of you know, how do you get in a conversation with your child, and then how do you work on the way the social skills are. And there's not just one way of doing it. It's really understanding the concepts. And, Carolina, I'm put words in your mouth, but I think the book is really walking parents through the understanding of the concepts and the processes so that you can problem solve with your each each individual kid because they're all different. Now, am I misrepresenting that, or uh, if, if, if not, can you expand upon it? No, absolutely. You're right. Uh, you know, first, it, it's always good to be able to have conversations with kids and to be, like, you know, able to – if your kid is – I always say to parents, if your kid is disappearing every afternoon into the basement and you don't have conversations, then the front part of why will no one play with me might take you longer but that's worth it, right? Because now you you end up at the end with a kid you can communicate with. Um, But the first thing is really having those conversations. And the book leads you through this, but it really starts with not making it an interrogation and not telling them what they've done wrong and really talking about friendship. So pull it out of the sort of social skills realm and what's not going right. one of the things we talk about a lot nowadays is empathy and kindness and all of these things related to bullying. But ultimately, at the end of the day, 
all of this is talking about friendship and getting help and what we want to communicate as parents and having small conversations. So I get emails from parents and they'll say, I read the book. I love the book. Thank you so much. Um, I've decided I'm going to sit down today when they get off the bus and have like a four hour conversation. Um, do you want to have a four hour conversation, Jeff? Cause I don't <laughs> want to have a four hour conversation. So here's what I'm begging you parents. If they get off the bus and they're in a bad mood or something has happened and they, and they're like really, you know, a firestorm of emotion, you know, don't, don't launch into the conversation because you decided you were going to have the conversation today, please. Um, and the other thing is the, the car is one of the great places to have the conversation. And I, I, did, I said this the other night in a speech and a woman said, oh, because they're trapped. And I was like, well, kind of, but mostly because they don't have to look you in the eye. Right. So there's something very shameful about a lot of this stuff or very embarrassing or very uncomfortable, especially if this is not a regular talker. Right. But if yep. you can talk about it in a way where I don't have to look you in the eye and I can talk and we we keep it a little bit more breezy. What's going on these yep. days? Who are you playing with? What's happening with your friends? Um, and also, by the way, we always as parents feel the need to defend people. Um, instead of defending, ask them to walk in that person's shoes, right? What's going on in their life? What do you think the situation is? Why would someone do that? But not like these conversations where you feel like you could have a light above their head and you could yep. be on a cop show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got to believe – one of the things I think that um, – I've heard there's been hints of this and other things that you and I have talked about is that concept of modeling and the not defend, but to walk in other people's shoes. I'm not so sure kids are going to get that immediately, but that's really over a long period of time. A lot of it is a, a, a self-awareness of their self and self-awareness of others. And a lot of self-awareness of you is when you can actually look at it from a different perspective because and it brings you really kind of back to where you are. So um, I think parents, from my perspective, this is where patience comes in because this isn't a sprint. This is just going to take a, a bit of a time. And the other thing that it, it's not exactly related to what Caroline said, but um, my mother had said a long time ago, uh, she was a, a, a second grade school teacher. As a parent, the more you're talking to your kid, the more you lecture your kid, the more um, really they're in control of the conversation. So you're, you're, you're demonstrating your willingness to negotiate, and they kind of manipulate. Now, when you're sitting there trying to get on the same side and then having a car and blah, 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 but that, no, that notion of brevity um, is, is really, really, really important as a parent walk in, you know, state, state your pace and claim. And, again, it's not exactly related to this, but it's one of those things that's resonated for me for a real long time, and it saved my butt a couple times with my own kids because I was like, wait a second. This is, this is what it is. Keep it short and sweet. So, um, now, the other thing, too, I think that, that, that goes back to this whole mindset thing and what we're talking about is, you know, this, this is a journey as a parent. When you're working with your kids, um, it's not just going to be done in a day, a week, or a month. Um, as I say, you know, if you're dealing with a 10-year-old, you've got one set of issues. Then they start to hit puberty, and it all, all of it changes as a result of that because of the hormones kind of going through. And then later, different things start to happen. And then, as I say, they start to come out the other end when they're 18 or 19, and they're going off to college, and it's a different world. But this is one of those things that it doesn't happen overnight. It's just something that you do over a period of time on a consistent basis, and there's, there's tweaks and turns along the way that you've got to adjust to. 
those are my thoughts, but you're the expert, Caroline. Is that is that an accurate mindset to have with this stuff, or uh, do it should, or did I miss something? No, no, I think it's an accurate mindset. I mean, I always say kids also don't change completely. They become their best selves, right? So uh-huh. um, introverts still st- struggle with going to a cocktail party and talking to people, but they, but they have skills now, right? So we want to remember that they're not going to become a different person. They're going to become their best self. The other thing is um, it is a longer journey. You know, back when I was writing the book proposal, they wanted me to put all these timelines in. And luckily my editor is like incredible and a parent and gets it because I said, well, it's, it's so individualized. You can't say that this is going to work in, you know, six weeks, right? What I can say to you, though, is that there's, a, there's something in the book called um, How Will You Know? And it's literally – all the things you're going to hear if change is happening and see. And so an example is I had a kid who one day turned to me and said, I, I blurt, I talk over everyone, I never listen. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind of true, right? But he didn't <laughs> stop doing that, right? It wasn't like that day he walked out of, his, of the office, and from that day forward, he never did it again. No, but it was, it was a huge sign of change. So it is a longer-term um, journey, and I always encourage parents to think about anything you've ever changed, right? Uh, weight loss, uh, trying to exercise more, um, anything, it takes time. And, and just going back, Jeff, not to be very ADD about this, but you started by talking about mindsets, and yes. there's a chapter in the book about the stories we tell ourselves. And it, parents may be like, oh, my God, this is so true. Kids tell themselves stories because this is hard and painful, and they're they're just not sure what to do, right? And those stories are like, uh, I'll have friends in college. I don't have friends now. Smart kids don't have friends. I do have friends that you just, you, you know, I just don't see them outside of school, whatever it is. And so that's the one of the biggest things parents are going to have to help their child shift, and there's there's workbook tools and everything, but it really does go back to those conversations and not challenging them and telling them like, you're so wrong, you're holding yourself back, but asking them questions about it. Because, you know, if you believe that only, you know, I I guess the implication is what like dumb people have friends. I'm not really sure where that comes from, but kids will say it to me all the time. Adults say it to me and it's like, okay, let's talk about that. What makes you say that? And yep. once they start talking about it, it's like, then they'll say to me, well, I didn't mean it that way. Okay, what did you mean? Yep. You know, and you have a conversation. Yep. So I want to, we're, we're talking about mindset, but I've learned some, some people out there, this, you might, might not, this might not anchor for you, but if you're a big picture thinker like I am, I think this might help you. To me, I've defined mindset as how your mind is set up to think. And Caroline just talked about these kids are dealing out there, and their mind gets set up to think about a certain way. And as parents, the same thing happens. And I've learned over the years that we're a very appearance-based society. We make some judgments on the appearance, and sometimes it takes a while for you to get underneath it. There's a, there's a great quote uh, that I think is uh, – it really helps me that I recently stumbled into, and that is the sun, the sun does not rotate around the earth. 
but without the right technology, it actually looks like it does. So before Galileo, we thought that we were the center of the universe. Now we have the technology. No, we rotate around the sun. Um, it's you know, but appearance-based, it's there. So to shift your mindset, to change from the fact that that it's one, the sun rotates around us, to we rotate around the sun, takes a bit of a time. It takes the right technology, and even when you start to do that, that shift of letting go. Because Galileo had actually proved it. They threw him in jail because it took a generation. And I'm just sharing that with you to understand the context of a mindset and how we got to change the way that we're thinking about it. With kids, they see the negative, and that's the appearance type stuff. And to say, listen, you actually have strength when they're dwelling on that. It's not an easy thing to do. That's why this stuff takes a while and takes some vigilance. And I think that, Caroline, a lot of what your book is is really trying to help people Here's what you've got to do over a period of time, and I absolutely love that notion that there's not a timeline to this because everybody's actually relatively different, and you've got a patient, and the book really kind of gives you the skills to walk through this process to kind of deal with it. So um, we need to pull things together here. Any last thoughts or comments before we wrap this up? I mean, my, my biggest comment is um, your kid doesn't have to be bullied for this to be an issue. Um, I wouldn't wait. People say, oh, maybe they'll grow out of it. Um, if, if they could, they would, right. If they could do it, they would do it. And I would say that, um, we all want to give them our kids and teens and young adults, the skills they need to be successful. And, um, this will give you skills that they need to be successful, um, and it really will give you the way to, to communicate more easily, and even if your kid is not a great communicator, because um, I know a lot of kids don't like to chat with us. So um, it, Why Will No Play With Me will really give you that, and, it, and it, it can really change things, which is what this is all about. It, it, it is it's what it really is all about. And the end of the day, the one thing that I know is that always when I get parents call me up and they're frazzled, and sometimes they're screaming and going on. I said, you know, at the end of the day, I just want you to know that you're a good parent because you love your kids. You're reaching out. You're doing these things because you care for them. Never lose sight of that. Sometimes you've got to downregulate your emotions, and sometimes that gets to be in the way where you've got to actually kind of pause and self-regulate the emotions and, and, and deal with that. But at the end of the day, if you're listening to this, um, it's because you love your children. And if you buy the book and you start to go through the process, realize that, you know, it's because of love that you're doing that and always remember that and in, in going through the process and have compassion for yourself. So with all that, Caroline, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I love coming on. Uh, it's always a blast. Everybody, you got to go check out her website, uh, carolinemcguireauthor.com. You can buy the book. You can watch the videos of uh, things being modeled. Our secret word tonight was bully. Uh, with that, we hope you've enjoyed our show. Go check out the book. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.